Hey, it's Heidi Rain. Welcome back to another episode of Addiction and Codependency Breakthrough. I am so glad you're here today. We have another special guest, probably the only special guest I ever have on the podcast at the moment, and that is my husband, Douglas. Doug, good to see you today. You too. Thank you. Thank you. You know, what was coming up was uh, at nighttime, right before I'm getting ready to go to bed, I have these ideas. Of course, all the ideas come when I'm trying to go to sleep at night. And so what I do is I put them in my phone, you know, text them to yourself. That's what I do. Do you, I should probably do that. Cause I put them in notes and I Things you get to look at them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I've been remembering lately. And what I realized the other day, I was like, you know, what would be a fun thing to talk about, which I think a lot of people get wrong. And I love to talk about things people get wrong. You, you know, it's your special power. It's my your thing. thing. It's my thing. So it's my gig. It's my shtick. So is what is the difference between an empath and a codependent? And I will tell you, just exploring that topic, I was like, you know what? We've got to find a way to have a metaphor around this, right? Because it can be very nuanced, very hard to like explain the nuanced little tiny differences. So you thought of the idea of these two beautiful flowers well, we right? find there's well there's things that are nature, nature 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 okay well, i guess so, you know sometimes there i guess it's all beautiful isn't it and the idea it's was relative. it's yeah. all relative especially yeah. in our family is oh, that doug that's disgusting you know why people relative. say that no Oh, well, we're all relatives. See, I'm from West Virginia. When oh, I think no, that, it's I, all think I think it's... No, no, that's just a clever... My dysfunction. Yeah. My dysfunction yeah, was... showing. Or is that my naivete? No, because... it's my dysfunction showing because when I hear, hey, it's all relative, I'm like, oh my God, cousins, what are you doing? What's that family doing? Wow. All right. Well... Oh my God. It explains even more. I know. I'm feeling much better now. One too many episodes of the Whitakers on soft white underbelly. I don't even know what you're talking about. I know you don't. That's that's the thing. (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) the the, the non-weird metaphor here uh, that's all relatively speaking, Mm -hmm. that there's beauty everywhere, is the idea of two plants. Okay. And the comparison and how they they can relate in our experience with them. Okay. So let's take the sunflower. Okay. Beautiful so sunflower. Sunflower. Gorgeous. And now in this metaphor, you're going to be the sunflower, and then I'm going to be the. Well, you would be not the sunflower. Right? You'll be yes. the, the the other would be the vine. The vine. The okay. vine. Well, so love vines. Yeah. I have these little. You know why they're so easy to grow? Those little things you could string lights in them. You know, I have them in every clingy, corner of that. To stuff. Okay. All right. So we're already getting into it. I can see this. Okay. Let's dive in. So So I'll be the vine and you'll be the sunflower. So the sunflower is an empath. Is is the empath. It gets its energy from the sun. It doesn't need to cling to anything. It's just present in itself and it's just aware of its surroundings and takes. Well, you actually wrote down five key points, right? That we're going to go through. And Mm -hmm. you just tell me you're a planner and I like this about you. So you tell me your key points, and then I'll I'll be like, well, how's that different from a codependent? What's the vine gonna do, ah, right? Which is the codependent. The, okay, yeah. So you tell so me you about the that sunflower that's healthy. That. Yep. You be the healthy sunflower, and I'll be the clingy, jacked up vine. Okay. Okay. So if we look at the empath and sunflower, the the not as jacked up plant, <laughs> okay, it is 
their origin of power of the empathy is their ability to absorb energy, their ability to just feel kind of what's going on and act appropriately, just sort of take in the sun and and absorb it. Uh, when it's raining, they're just like, okay, cool. When the wind comes, they do their sway. They, they just are able to do their thing. So a vine, I would imagine, if that sunflower is an empath, yeah. okay, and they're healthy, and they're like, oh, I'm just experiencing the weather. They're not getting sucked in to the weather. Like, oh my God, the sun is blinding me and now I'm inside of the sun and now it's raining and now I am the rain, right? It's well, and like then and what, is, what is the, the during a storm, what does the vine do? What does the, the codependent do when things get rough? What might well, they do? It twists and turns around other things. Right. right? Yeah. They, they got to hold like, on for dear life. Like, so you go in. Hold on. Let me do Okay. So, and there's all different kinds of codependence. You know, that's just one type of the clingy is just right, one. Yeah, there's certainly just... more. But basically, I, I think that the main difference, as I see, between a codependent and an empath with the sun analogy of the, the energy source, the power is that the sunflower as like a pure form of power in itself, its sensitivity and ability, but a codependent there it's, it's, it's not as healthy because for the codependent, their power source is outside of themselves, right? right. Like, so meaning I get fueled up if it's raining, I'm good and I'm okay. Or, and if it's not raining, I'm not okay. If the sun is okay, I'm okay. If the sun is not okay, I'm not okay. It's like constantly being swayed and shifted by the atmosphere versus just divine, just versus the sunflower, just being in the atmosphere and maintaining itself. The vine gets entangled inside of what's ever happening. Right. Okay. So that yeah, I think so, that, makes, and that makes sense. One of the ways to to look at it as well is uh, the the sunflower is just radiating; it's affecting, uh-huh. whereas the vine is infecting. It's it's going in and or infected. Well, it's both. It's it's it is purposefully going though into if it's, it's a fixing activity. vine, if it's a fixing yeah. codependent, mm-hmm. if it's a if it's a vine that needs to like get in there and make its way and have it go where it wants to go versus wherever you know nature's taking its course, it invades things. You know, like bamboo. Right. I mean, well, that, bamboo a, would have been a better example than a vine. No, bamboo like just takes takes over. You well, know it, what I mean? well, there, well, I guess is bamboo a vine anyway? So it it. That's well, interesting could be because that's all underground because the it's the root getting, system of the complex. Yeah, get too technical. What's your that. next point? All right. Well, we we kind of hit the second one, which is how they respond. So when there's a storm, uh, the the sunflower is just going to go with flow, whereas the vine goes nuts. Yeah. So, um, so the sunflower maintains its integrity, and the vine gets enveloped in it. Right. and becomes part of the storm versus just and and so many clients that come to me. Uh, use the analogy of like, they want to be able to, they, they understand they're on an emotional roller coaster. They don't want to necessarily learn, want to learn how to ride that roller coaster, but they want to be able to like sit on the park bench. And if somebody wants to go on a ride, they don't want to go on. They can sit on a park bench and not get sucked into the ride. The vine doesn't have a choice. It's sucked in. It's in the ride. It's intertwined. It's on, hanging off the roller coaster. And, and would the you vine know, say, you're coming with me anyway. I don't care that you don't want to go. Well, if if the vine was in a dynamic where they were with an alcoholic or an addict or somebody they didn't trust, a vine doesn't want to, 
that kind of time kind of codependent doesn't want to leave anybody to their own devices right. because they're worried bad things are going to happen if I'm not here right. to protect you, to wrap myself as my vine around you. And so much of codependency isn't about getting, uh, it's all about me. It's like, I've got to save you. I've got to fix you. I'm here. I exist for you. A, a vine doesn't exist for itself. It exists for everything else around it. Where it sunflower is just like, it's all about me. Just exists for myself. You know what I mean? And just fan. Right. So that then does cross into the, the idea of boundaries, whereas okay. the, you got into it with the roller coaster where yeah. the, the sunflower is like, oh, okay. Just, this is my jam. Yeah, I'm my cool. space. I'm just going to sit here and, and be really, if you think about a sunflower, I know this is so, your, your piece of this, but a sunflower really does have good boundaries because you ever look at it, it's in its glory all by itself. Yeah. It's not encumbered by anything. Usually they grow up independently, how they grow, they grow beautifully together. You can see them individually. They're not cluttered or clustered. They're just really, you know, but a vine has no boundaries like the it, bamboo. It doesn't care. It'll just violate. It's, it doesn't know yeah. what the boundaries are. And of course, that's like what codependency is for sure. It's a lack of boundaries. Which would take us to the next stage would be that self-worth. Like what does the sunflower the sunflower knows it's worth the sunflower is like hey i'm gorgeous and i'm just hanging and i don't need the validation i don't need to know just by you know hooking on whereas the vine how does the vine find its worth when we put pretty lights on it when we decorate it <laughs> when we hang it up and string it along things and give it a purpose like a vine without a purpose is like a codependent without a partner, right? Like it right, is. Yeah, it, you, and so it goes and finds stuff. It has to. It. You, you yeah. have to attach something to a vine in order for it to be, you got to put it on a fence. Mm -hmm. You got to put lights around it. Like I said, you've got to, you know, make it an environment where a sunflower can stand alone and you know, it's beautiful and you know what it is, but a vine relies on other things to, I, to, um, call to, to, to name it, right. to identify it. Which, like, what is it? Oh, it's a, it's a beautiful, you know, thing on your library. It'll highlight your books or it's, oh, it's well, a not in fairness, or, oh, the, it's a the, the plants you use there. They're not really vines like weeds. The they're, vine has no purpose. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm just being, I'm clarifying. Well, like should, we should set the, the sunflower and the weed instead of the vine. Well, because not all weeds are vines. Well, hello. That's why not all codependents are needy. See? Now, really take that in. <laughs> because... <laughs> Most codependents are the opposite of needy. They're very strong. They're very independent. They, in the sense where they 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 feel at their heart, like they don't need a people. They don't actually don't trust a lot of people. But what they do is they get into these relationship dynamics that are crazy and they turn them into people they're not. And codependency becomes the coping mechanism for being in this dysfunctional relationship. And all of a sudden, I didn't used to be a clingy vine and now I'm a clingy vine. Now I'm wrapping well, myself over everything. I'm intertwined in everything. I used to have good boundaries. Now I have none. Strategy because right. of finding themselves in a relationship that's unhealthy. Yeah, they're in the weeds, so they yeah. adapt. They turn into a weed themselves, you know, to try to survive. Well, so then let's sort of then I'll wrap it up because that just went into the the relationship patterns. But the the real challenge is what we're unpacking is how do you know? Like what? How do they get confused? What happens? And the truth is, is because they're both very feeling people like to your point mm -hmm. the not all vines are clingy and all that but they all the, oh, what's behind it all is that they have deep feelings so do empaths they're very feeling people 
So that's where we could confuse the two and and I wonder- actually don't even believe empaths are real. Well, it's maybe it's just a label to put. Do you think on. it's real? I think it's it's a northern word for hypervigilant trauma survivor. So no, I maybe it's no, a no, bad no, thing. I like, don't know. I don't believe there's just an empath without so, trauma. Like I think empath is well, a a, okay. a a skill that's developed out of hypervigilance and trauma. So yes, it's so I, I love your sunflower analogy, but, but I, I don't even know if I believe it. Well, I, here's. Is there my experience? Well, here's my experience with with empath, and and I don't know. Are you one? I don't know. Because like I've never seen an alien, but you believe in them. So, (laughs) not. (laughs) How many billions and trillions of gazillions? Okay, all right. I just don't believe in empaths. But well, all right. So, true story. So years, uh, a few years ago. I I was feeling like there was something going on and I'm like, I, I don't feel right. There's like a disturbance in the force. Like my spidey senses were gone. I'm like, what's going on? Darth Vader. Yeah. No, no, Luke Skywalker. I'm, yeah, I'm Darth Vader. That's right. Go on. Only, only a couple of days. I balanced the force. So I was having these weird feelings and I, and I just start, start going to like, there's, it's not me. Like there's, I'm feeling something and I know it's not me. Isn't that narcissistic? Isn't that narcissistic? It's not me. It's you. No, I'm, I was. I wasn't doing. That. <laughs> I wasn't. I was just driving. I was, I was just. Hey, I'm having bad feelings, but they're definitely not me. No. Okay, it's somebody else. <laughs> Coming from myself. Not me. It's you. <laughs> so no, this is a true story, and it's, it's happened multiple times with different people. And I was like, all right, I, I'm feeling something. I and I started calling some friends. I'm like, is everything going? Is everything okay? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, I got one of my close friends, Russ, Russ DeSalvo. Great, Doug. Say his name. Say his name out, 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 out loud. Podcast. That's okay. So we all know it's him. He'll remember it. I told him when it happened. So I, I called him up. And I'm like, Russ, just, uh, you know, what's going on? So everything all right? And he goes, no. He goes, my son's girlfriend, or it was like best friend, this Don't girl. Don't say something trigger warning. Or trigger warning. <laughs> Got hit by a car and died. I get crumbled. And their whole family was devastated. That's and terrible. And I was feeling something. And yeah. once, I, once I connected that. So basically like, oh, what you're saying okay, is yeah. like you're bat signal lit up on your chest or your iron your light came on and you were like there's there's somebody's in peril something like that all right so you're in it so would you say we all have an element of that okay so you you're an empath didn't come from any kind of trauma i i don't know i mean it's i don't know if that in and of itself came from have you always been a sensitive boy I imagine so. Yeah, well, definitely, right? You, you've always been a sensitive boy. Has, has yeah. that ever been honored in you? Was that something that was valued? So, no. Cultivated? Totally not not to the degree because, I mean, we, we're also going to go down sort of a, a, a timeline because back, like, we're, the conversations we're having right now our parents didn't really have no, like the, the the new age kind of like you mean healthy help <laughs> i mean but being, new age where's the belt <laughs> all kids need is old school where's this wooden spoon okay but that's not so- let, let me ask you a question when you grew up did you ever have to watch anybody's moods or assess people's 
assess people's moods or actions to be able to be okay, to position your discussions, to know when they were going to be received or not received? Did you ever have- To a certain degree. Okay. And do you remember what it felt like not to have your feelings validated or seen or witnessed? Oh, I never had any. So you never had any feelings. How the fuck does an empath? (laughs) (laughs) Feelings, what are those? But this is ironic because we think to ourselves, yes, Doug, on the Enneagram, you also happen to be a seven, Mm -hmm. which is a person who avoids feeling. All right. Mm -hmm. Or no, no, excuse me. Avoids feeling bad. Yeah. Okay, we are after the good feelings and the mm-hmm. good feelings only. And so would you say there's an, an obstruction for you to be able to always be in touch with what you're feeling versus what other people might be feeling? Would you say that you've honed that skill as a human being? Feel other people to rather feel than other myself. people rather than yourself. I live vicariously through other people. Is what no, it's safer that, for you to feel yes. other people's pain through other people versus feeling the pain in your own self and in your own life and your Which own body. Probably why I went down the path Which of personal development. Into <laughs> Which is codependent instead of empathy. I mean, empath. No. Well, there's a mind twist for you. Trying, there's a mind you effort. Know, okay. Here to trap me and I'm label trapping me. You. If, you want, if you want the the double leg superfly stuck off the top rope and you want a figure four leg lock, I can trap you. But other than that, you're not trapped. You're just spilling the beans and I'm putting all the pieces together. Well, I don't know about all that. <laughs> so I do think there's an element of being an empath, right? All, but, I, it, but sometimes you can cross the line. Yes. yes into like I'm, part of being human. Everybody I'm projecting. Yes, you are. My, no. <laughs> my sentence. I'm projecting my pain onto you. Now, Why would you now, project your pain onto me? Right. Yeah. Now? Listen, sometimes you're right. Sometimes when you're like, I'm feeling something. And is it, you know, is it you or it is you? And then other times I'm like, well, what are you feeling? Right. So there's a bit, there's a dance and a balance. That's, that's part of it. So I don't think there's ever a pure empath is what I'm trying to tell you. I don't think it's just a thing to just be like Spider-Man. I don't think that's real. I think even Spider-Man doesn't feel his own life and his own pain because all he does is obsess with other people. And that's like not an empath. That's a, that's a fixer. That's a hero. So give me a healthy well, empath. I mean, give me, give me something. So I think that healthiness through all of this is being able to recognize if something is happening, right? Have some awareness around it and go, oh, okay. Like to, to have ownership because nobody's perfect. Nobody is, <laughs> uh, well, present company excluded. And so to have that awareness and to go, okay, you know, yes, that maybe, you know, maybe in this situation, I did project it a void or what have you. I mean, I look, I the reason why I work in this and why you, we both work in, in this space is because we- I don't want to talk about people. my problems. I want to focus on yours. Right. So, no, okay. no, that's no. Not no because we were in pain and we want yeah. to help other people. And But we did the work ourselves. That was what the motivated- Well, thank God. Factor. And that's the difference between a coach and a therapist. So I hate to say that out loud, but so, most of the time, like if you get a good coach- it's because they're walking with their own. They walked a path. Yeah. yeah. They, they learn how to do it. But a therapist can just kind of go to school and pass a test 
and not necessarily know anything. Well, yeah, it's, it's you know, like, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, scary. Like back to school. Remember when uh, the, mm -hmm. the teacher was uh, the business teacher and, and Ronnie Dangerfield would be the coach. Yeah, you like, oh, no, that's, that's not how it works in it's real not life. Real world. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, you know, because we specialize in addiction, which like most people, most therapists get like a semester. They would come out and try to intern and then be in our groups and watching us and learning from us. And they'd only have to have like a semester of training. And now they're working with people's lives. It's kind of crazy. All right. Well, anyway, so we'll keep riffing about this. What do you think? Is there an empath a real thing? You know, are you a sunflower well, or are you a vine? Being in a state of, in, a, in an empathetic state. Yeah, I like being it's... empathetic, but you know what? Like I, codependent is like this. I want you to be sad with me instead of like i can see why you would feel sad then that's hard and i'm sorry you're feeling that and that must be really difficult and i'm so sorry you're in this position versus i need to now be sad too you know i need to be sad with you or i don't love you enough or you know i i can only feel happy when you feel happy i can only feel you know uh be okay when you're okay but, well that's more the vine i know yeah. that's codependent mm -hmm. but that's most empaths can't even function because they're affected by other people's energy and they're going around saying things like, I'm an empath, I'm an empath. And you know what happens? They're celebrating. Wow. No, they, here's, here's my real truth. They're saying, I'm coming through. Real grenade. They say, I'm an empath, I'm an empath. But what's really happening is they're misdiagnosing. They're codependent, so they don't seek help. And then they just celebrate it like they're an empath. And they they post a meme on Facebook. Instead of like actually getting well and healthy, you're not designed to be affected that deeply by other people's bullshit. You're not. Okay? <laughs> so... Well, the purpose of this conversation wasn't to make empaths wrong. Well, just did. <laughs> It is to, to just raise, raise the day. So, so that's the, but that's what number am I on the Enneagram? Can you guess? If you are an Enneagram person, can you guess what Enneagram that is? I'm not going to trade up eight. Ah, right. Don't right. spill beans. No, but you already gave it away before anyway. Why? I talked. I yes, opened my you, mouth. Yes. You, you, uh, you came right out and. All right. So bottom line, kids, empaths aren't real. And in other news, codependency mm -hmm. is, a, is a thing. And we need to heal. Or how about empathy is part of the awareness of codependency? Are you using empathy to a fault to be the vine? Or is empathy, your experience with empathy, to be present with someone and with yourself? Hallelujah. Praise all that's holy. Thank God you bring it back down to this place. You know what I mean? This is why we're the yin and the yang. Mm -hmm. This is why we can balance each other out a little bit because I'm going to go for the jugular and then you're going to sew it up. I like that or, about you. Yeah. Or, or maybe just, you know, stop stop the knife or, you know. You're going to like grab my hand. in the sheet oh, for a minute. Right. Grab my sword. Yeah. Hold on, that's not a vine. It's a sunflower. <laughs> Don't chop it down. Hold on. Look at this giant sword. I mean, if you're on the podcast, you're not going to see it. But look, this is like really, truly represents my yeah. personality pattern. Wow. So we found some props. Oh, well, this is just my everyday. This isn't really a prop. This is like just what I keep around as my decor. Yeah. 
<laughs> not, not to be used as going for the jugular. No. Was there something here? You know what? It was like there was a... likely. You know, my dad was was an alcoholic, Douglas. You know yeah. this, right? Mm-hmm. And my dad was an was a was an interesting human being, and he very rarely gave gifts. He wasn't like a gift giver person, but he was very loving. Like if I'd go shopping, he'd put like twenty bucks in my hot little hand. You know. I'd keep it out there longer until at least added up to 60 or 80 because I wasn't going to give up. But, you know, when he gave a gift, he gave a weird gift. And this is the gift he gave me, which is a sword. Have you like, ever expressed a desire for had a sword? Never. Not even that. No, time. not like, you know what I need? You know, it'd be great to have. <laughs> no. And he goes, he gives me this sword. And, but there couldn't be a more appropriate Was there a story gift. behind it when he gave it to you? Like, uh, hey, I was no. going down the, uh, no, no. the sword shop. No, and- uh-uh. probably when he was drunk, he just thought it was really cool when he bought it. Cause he used to like to be drunk and do karate and pretend to be a black belt. I think he took classes once in his life, but he would like be like Bruce Lee and, and think he was a warrior. Sword. But you know, it, look, I love this thing. This is like totally me. This is the best gift I ever received, except for the cuckoo clock you got me. Which, if you've been around for a while, you know the story of the cuckoo clock. Okay, we love you. Who you are and who you are. Even if you are an empath. Yeah. All right, have a great day. Do you feel you? Feel us? Do you feel us? Feel Do you right. feel yourself? Oh, feel yourself. You'll feel better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> love you. Right. You're red. God bless. Thanks. <laughs>